Today's sermon title is A Humble Heart. A Humble Heart. I'm going to just dive in and read this real quick, and I'm going to get into expounding on it and how we can apply this to our lives into the story that God has already begun in and through our lives. So here we go. So Psalm 131, a song of a sense of David, that's King David of Israel. And he says this, verse 1, O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. Verse 2, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Amen. There's a word of the Lord. If we could go back to the beginning, verse 1. Right here, the reason I titled this sermon, A Humble Heart, is because what we see here, David, he's saying, I, I have chosen not to be prideful. And I'm going to get into the, the biblical definitions of what pride is, but there's something really, really interesting that's happening here. He might have been accused of pride, okay, by people in Israel, and he's saying, look, look, no, Lord, you know, you know, I am not, I have not been prideful. It, made a look, it might have looked this way, but I have not been prideful. And he says, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes, which are the window through which your heart sees and interprets and experiences things, it's not lifted too high. What's interesting in the Proverbs, it says that the Lord, there are six abominations. The first top one are haughty eyes. Haughty eyes. And so if your heart is lifted up, what do you do? You begin to compare yourself to people and you look down on them in arrogance. And he's saying, that's not me. And I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. He's saying, that's not me. But we'll see, we're about to see, David's saying, that was me, <laughs> but not anymore, by the grace of God, with your help, as I've begun to hope in you. Right here, we see David, he begins to define for us what this looks like. So he's saying, my heart, my body, and my mind, it's not lifted up. And, and, and he's saying, look, I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. This does not consume my mind. So we hear, we see, this is what pride looks like. Pride looks like, I believe that I'm great and marvelous, so I'm going to pursue and try to attain and position myself to get these great and marvelous things for me. But he's saying, look, I'm, I'm not there. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. You know what's really interesting is that at, toward the end of this month or next month, in graduation commencement speeches everywhere, you're going to hear the exact opposite of this. <laughs> you're going to hear phrases like, Hold your head up high. Pursue your dreams. Listen to your heart. Put yourself first. Pursue all of your dreams. Do great things. Doesn't it sound like you're at a commencement speech as I said that? <laughs> right? That is the message of this world. And, and that's, this is completely counterintuitive. saying, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. The problem is my heart is actually the problem. I'm not going to listen to my heart. As it says in Jeremiah, it says that the heart is wicked and deceitful above all things. Who can understand it? And then Jeremiah answers, it's the Lord, I, the Lord, I test the mind and heart. And as we're about to see here is that within himself, his soul, however, its tendency is toward pride. It, it, its tendency is to listen to himself. And that's where all the problems begin. Look at the verse two here. But I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. So he's saying, look, I had to get to this place. Okay, all the mothers, if you've had to wean your child, you know how, how much of a terrible experience this is for you and for the child, right? 
in Hebrew Israelite culture, the boys were weaned around after age three. Okay, so past the toddler age. Uh, but leading up till then, yes, the, the baby and the toddler is continuing to nurse and nurse and nurse. And what happens when it doesn't get what it wants? Kicking and screaming, whining, tantruming, right? And, and it's completely just driven by this instinctive desire, like, I need this, I want it now, so give it to me. Right? <laughs> and so David here is saying is, look, prior to getting to this place of being humble by the grace of God, our soul is continually like a bratty infant toddler. That's how our hearts are. Our soul is like that. Okay? And he's saying, I have called and quieted my soul. This is really interesting. He's saying his soul is like a personality within him. And he has to calm and quiet it. So it's like this baby, this bratty toddler that always wants what it wants right now. I got to have it now. And it's tantruming, kicking and screaming. And he's saying, I have to calm and quiet that part of me. This is the problem when we just think, you know what? I feel this way, so I feel like this must be right. I feel this way, and therefore I ought to pursue it. This is what our society tells us. You are what you feel, so therefore pursue it. Right? Don't let anyone hold you back. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You feel it? That's reality. But here David is saying, no, 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 no. I have to calm and quiet that part of me. You have to figure out, okay, is that, is that actually the Holy Spirit? Or is that my soul that's like a bratty child? <laughs> you see? Or is, is it something demonic? You know what I mean? That's a whole other sermon. You know, I, I was helping a, a newlywed couple this week through some struggles they were going through. She had this pattern in her life where she was always running away from problems, running away, running away, running away. And as soon as she got married, she all of a sudden started to have these intrusive thoughts, literally a voice telling her, leave him. Leave him. And I was like, okay, God would not tell you that. He will, know, he will not go back on his word <laughs> to tell you to leave your godly husband that you just married. Just out of nowhere, that's not of God. <laughs> you see? And the husband's like, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> Don't, that's not from God. The Holy Spirit is not going to contradict his word. You see? I calmed and quieted my soul. And so what we see here is that the soul, our soul can be like a bratty child, just wants what it wants. You know, if any of you, you know, if you have young children or you remember when your kids were young, what happens when you open the car door and you don't get them into the seat? They get into the driver's seat behind the steering wheel, right? That happened just this morning with me on the way to church. This is our tendency. We were like, no, 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 no. I want to control the situation. It should be done my way. This is what I'm feeling. So this is how it ought to be, Right? And we have to learn to calm and quiet our soul. I, and I think, you know, this is kind of what we think. We go, think, this is how I feel. Therefore, this is the correct assessment of the situation. And this is how things ought to be done. This is kind of how we are. That's how children are. That's how toddlers are. Well, you have to stop and think. You, just like David did, he has, to, he, has to, he has to examine himself. He has to examine and go, okay, where is that coming from? Okay, no, no, no. That's the bratty child inside of me. That's not God not in tune with God's word. And you have to think, okay, okay, I'm let's take examples. I'm really angry right now. I'm angry. I'm, I'm so angry. Something just happened. I'm so angry at this person. 
you have to stop yourself and go, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Am I angry because God's will wasn't done? Or am I angry because I didn't get what I want? Feeling sad. Am I, am I sad? Am I sad because of the presence of sin? Or the absence of what I want? I'm really fearful and anxious about this situation. I'm scared. I'm anxious. Is that because of the conviction of sin? Or is that because you feel like you might miss out on what the world has to offer you? It makes all the difference. But immediately, usually, like children, <laughs> bratty children, we're, we're thinking, oh, I'm feeling this, so this must be right, and therefore I'm right, and this is how it ought to be. But no, right here, David is going, no, 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 we have to calm and quiet that part of our soul. Until it's like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. All the mothers know what a relief it is when your child is weaned. And right here, David is saying, this is the place we need to get to spiritually. We need to be able to get to that place where we're going, okay, God, I'm not always needing all the gifts you have to give me, but I'm going to be content in your presence. Just like that we and child who's just content sitting in his mother's lap, resting against her. That's what David is saying is we need to get to this place. And, 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 and this is how our soul needs to be. So look, David does this in other places in the Psalms through Psalm 43. He goes, look, look, why are you downcast on my soul? That's depressed. Soul, why are you depressed? Hope in the Lord, for I shall again praise him. He has to preach to his soul, to that bratty child within that's always going, I want it this way, I want it now, I haven't gotten it my way. <laughs> and he's saying, I have to preach to myself. And that's what he's done here. And, and this child is going, you know what? I, I don't need everything to be perfect in my life and the way that I want and the way that the world says to have it. I, you know what, Lord, I am content with you. It says in the book of Isaiah, it says, Lord, you keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Hope in the Lord forevermore. He is our rock. What is your mind stayed on? What is your mind stayed on? Is it on the gifts? Is it the gift that you're trying to, you know, continue to try to grasp after the things that are too great and marvelous? What are we doing? What are we pursuing in life? What is it that really, we really desire? Is it the presence of the Lord or is it his gifts? What are we here for? And David here is saying, look, like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. I actually went to three funeral memorial services this past week. And, and in one of them, there were parents I was sitting in the back with, and they had two children. One was a toddler, and one was about four or five years old. This toddler just kept screaming and crying and whining. And then the four or five-year-old was just sitting still with his parents. And it was just such a picture of what's happening here. How are we doing? Are, are, we, are we a terrible two spiritually? <laughs> are we a three-nager? Last verse here. Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. 
So David is saying, look, God has gotten me to this place, and now I, I want you to follow me, Israel, people of God. Look, this, this is how I did it. This is how I did it. This is how I got to this place where I humbled my pride. <laughs> that bratty child within me. This is how I got to this place, is that I began to hope in the Lord. Think about it. Think about it. How can we be, how can we stay angry too long when we trust, when we trust, okay, God, what you're allowing in my life, there's a purpose in it. You are sovereignly good, sovereignly wise, sovereignly loving. Okay, God, I trust you. And even the person that who hurt me, I trust that you can take care of them and teach them a lesson better than I can. I'm going to rest in you and I quiet my heart. How can we remain sad too long if we hope in a God who's using everything for our good, for the good of those who love him, to conform us into the image of Christ, and we have an eternal hope up ahead? How can we stay sad too long when we're hoping in this Lord? And this life here is a light momentary affliction. Though our outer man is wasting away, our inner man is being renewed day by day through the suffering. How can we stay fearful too long and worried too long and anxious too long when we know that God is Lord of the entire universe and he holds it all together by the word of his power and he is conducting all the affairs of men? How, how can we stay worried too long? Even when people rage against God and his people, it says in Psalm chapter 2 that the Lord sits on the throne and he laughs. Do you see? O oh, Israel, Hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. And I love that he says this. And I don't think this is just poetic language. I think he's serious. He's going, look, whatever you're going through right now, this time forth, that situation that you're worried about, angry about, sad about, whatever it is that you're going through right now, whatever's coming to mind, that the Holy Spirit is bringing to your mind right now, he's saying, look, right now in this moment, you need to hope in the Lord with that. Don't let that bratty soul child inside you Say, no, 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 I want to do it this way. I want to be in control and get angry and upset and sad and despair and despondent. He's saying, look, no, 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 no. Hope in the Lord right now forevermore. Don't ever stop. Don't ever give up this battle to hope in the Lord. Always, he is your rock. He is your refuge. He is our redeemer. Do not hope in anything else that your soul or this world or the demonic realm tells you to hope in. Hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you and we humble ourselves under your mighty hand. We resist the devil. We resist the ways that our souls have been kicking and screaming, curling up and giving up. Lord, we resist that today, and, and we choose to hope in you. We surrender from this time forth and forevermore. We hope in you, Lord. And, Lord, we rest in your presence where there is joy forevermore. Keep us in perfect peace, in pure and holy contentment, trusting in you. Lord, help us to have, to take on the mind of Christ, the true and faithful Davidic king, who humbled himself even to the point of death on the cross. And therefore, you call us now to humble ourselves before you and before one another. Like a weaned child. Lord, we remember it says we will not enter the kingdom unless we become like little children. Who with great faith are at rest and enjoy in your presence. 
And so, Lord, I pray for every single one of us, whatever burdens we're carrying, whatever it is getting upset, getting us depressed, getting us worried. Lord, this time, Lord, I pray that you would grant that grace to hope in you, Lord. To hope in you. And that our minds would be renewed, that our hearts would be created anew. To be able to hear your voice, to let your word be the ultimate authority by which we interpret life. And to submit to it, to be sanctified by it, by the power of your Holy Spirit. So I pray for your blessing upon everyone here, Lord, that you would bring us to a place of rest in your presence. Our souls will be calmed and quieted down as we hope in you from this time forth and forevermore. Thank you, God, for caring for us, for nurturing us, for calming us in your presence. So, God, from this place forth, Lord, lead us, lead us forth to your will faithfully as you lead us as our perfect Heavenly Father. For this we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.